Good morning. Please turn to Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. As we prepare to confess our sins in our time of confession, we first hear from God's word what it has to say to us, uh, that our hearts might be rightly prepared to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. Jeremiah 2, 11 through 13. Has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Amen. This is the word of God. My purpose in drawing from this passage this morning is to remind each of us that any time we seek after idols, we not only sin against God, but we do something that is deeply irrational, foolish, and destructive. Now, if we are Christians, then we should be those committed to the destruction of all idolatry in our lives and the exaltation of the one true God as the sole object of our worship. That is our commitment to serve the Lord God alone. Now we may begin with the most obvious idols in our lives that manifest themselves in our behavior. Many people start in the Christian life with a certain set of very obvious idols that they need to forsake. But then as the Spirit of God does a thorough cleansing and renewing work, we find uh, heart idols that need to be exposed, toppled, and then burned. That's the process of the Spirit's renewing work in our lives. So in order to lean into that refining work of the idol cleansing that takes place in our lives, let's consider the words of our Lord delivered through the prophet Jeremiah. This word was originally delivered to Judah, the southern kingdom, which was charged with committing treason against God. They had exchanged their glory, which was God himself, for idols which would not profit them anything. And this is such an amazing thing that the Lord speaks to the created cosmos in verse 12 and says, Be astonished at this, that my people would do such a thing. It says, be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. The heavens are to gasp at the insane decision of God's people to exchange the glory of God for idols of wood and stone, inanimate, useless, dead idols that could do nothing to deliver them. And in verse 13, God's people are indicted for committing two very great evils. Verse 13, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Now this is the insanity of idolatry that is set forth for us in a very powerful illustration. Our God is the source of all life, blessedness, goodness, and anything good you can think of in your life comes from the living God. Even if you're not a professing Christian, God is the giver of all good gifts. It's by his grace that we live and move and have our being. And so God is the source of all good things. And so to exchange God 
for a cistern that you make, a cistern would be something that would have held water, you hew that out of rock or stone, but then you make it in such a way that it can't even hold water. It's broken. Anything you put in it comes out of it. Isn't it an insane exchange? The source of all living water for a cistern that can hold nothing. That is what the people of God had done. They found that their cisterns broke down, couldn't hold water, and so when it came to come to get a drink, they would put that cup in the cistern, and all they found was dirt. No water. They were left parched, dying of thirst, because of their foolish decision to forsake the source of all life, the source of living water. Now, brothers and sisters, might we do the very same thing that the children of Judah were doing? It is possible that we could do the very same thing. We, too, by our decision to run after idols, whether they come in the form of physical objects of this present world or in the form of heart desires, we can run after these things, seeking water, seeking satisfaction, seeking peace, seeking joy, and find ourselves utterly disappointed. People choose from an abundance of idols, but whenever they seek the water from those idols, they find that they do not go very far at all. There are, of course, the common idols in physical form, money, food, entertainment, sexual sin, and stuff in general, covetousness. Then there's heart idols. They're far more subtle, but they are no less real, and they are no less powerful in controlling us. They include things like the idol of approval, the idol of success, the idol of fairness, the idol of being in control, the idol of having your needs met, the idol of being independent, the idol of having personal freedom to do whatever you want. The idol of not being bothered. And we could add to the list. All all these things can be these heart desires that we are so committed to. We worship at the altar of these heart desires and we find that we do not gain satisfaction. Who has gained uh, satisfaction from worshiping at the idol of not being bothered? How's that going for you? The idol of being in control. Very disappointing idol. How many times do you not have the control you want? In a certain situation. Now, when you find yourself disappointed and frustrated in some way or another, it is likely that you have been trying to get water out of a broken cistern. And you have found dirt, maybe a little bit of mud from a little bit of water left, but not much. And you were surprised. You put that cup in, and then you drew it back, and you found it completely empty. Because you were looking in the wrong place. We ought not to be surprised when our idols let us down. Broken cisterns are not a good source of water. So what then shall we do? Let us first recognize these idols as idols. Confess them to our merciful God that these things we have sought after for our peace, for our joy. We've worshipped at their altar and we want to have nothing to do with them anymore. And then secondly, let us acknowledge our God to be the source of life and joy and peace and blessing and let us worship him. 
and then trust that he will pour out upon us many good blessings as we seek him. As Jesus said to the Samaritan woman in John 4, she had come looking for physical water, and she was excited when Jesus says, I know of a fountain that you're not going to have to draw water ever, ever again. And she said, oh, tell me about this water. And Jesus said, answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water, the well, will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. To the one who in faith looks to Jesus Christ and who in repentance turns to God, you will find real water, living water, satisfying water that you will never find in the broken cisterns of this world. So today, as we confess our sins, may we take this opportunity to identify any idols that are lurking or attempting to set themselves up against the knowledge of Christ. We can confess these things, and confess any violation of the first commandment or any of the other commandments. And let us come remembering that we have a God who is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin, for all those who come to him in the name of Jesus Christ. So let us pray now. Heavenly Father, we come to you asking that you would forgive us uh, for the violation of the first commandment, which we know ends up leading to a violation of many other commandments as well. We, We ask, Lord, that you would help us to see the heart idols or the physical idols in our lives that have drawn us away and have caused us to seek for life in things that cannot give life. We ask, Lord, that you would forgive us of these sins. We pray that you would make us to be a people committed to your worship and service alone. And now we take a moment to confess our own sins to the Lord.